0: To support this podcast, go to positivesarcasm.com slash donate. Any amount is appreciated. Once again, positivesarcasm.com slash donate. Thank you and enjoy the program. This episode of the podcast is brought to you by PB&Joey. Go to PB&Joey.com for more information. Check out the new trail mix with apricots. That's PB&Joey.com for more information. PB&Joey.com. trying to get crazy with this thing. Eh? Don't you know I'm local? <laughs> Woo! Jay here, PositivesArcasm.com, streaming live on Twitch from the Spare Parts Studios. Hey, I'm getting the hang of this. No, I'm not. It's your boy, Jay. PositivesArcasm.com, you can find me on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, all social media. Well, maybe not all, but still. I struggle with this from day to day. That's the struggle that is life. Uh, I was supposed to. Uh, if you don't follow me on YouTube, well, you kind of should because some of my stuff actually isn't that bad. Go to YouTube.com, search for Positive Sarcasm, look for the black hole logo with the PS in the middle of it. That's me. You can check me out on social media and you can check me out on YouTube as well. I still haven't been censored yet. But then and again, I haven't done anything that drastic, that ridiculous, and I don't dive into politics too much. We'll see what happens when trigger warning comes back. If it comes back. I'm committed. Hey, have you guys seen the Hulu series Letter Kenny? my pal bobby introduced me to it a couple weeks ago he just sort of popped it on and i gotta say it's it's weird it's it's like a toned down version of trailer park boys it's a little more realistic although i don't know much about newfoundland newfoundland in general but uh it's a weird movie i don't know what you guys think about it if you guys want to shoot me comments or, or send me an email or your thought or tweet me at pos sarcasm about your thoughts on letter kenny uh <laughs> interesting show uh, oddly dryly entertaining and um, quick what i like about it is it's quick you know that's the thing if i'm having trouble keeping up or or sort of looking to the side of the people left of me trying to figure out what's going on it's um yeah it's a good one uh coffee today is uh, a mix of iced cafe bustello uh, two shots of cafe bustello and one scoop of illy's i l l y also made differently. Uh, Illy's is a Italian coffee that is usually you buy it in a can. Then again, you can buy most coffees in a can, but this is like a little can, and it costs you like nine dollars. Uh, overall, it's 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 good. It is definitely a good coffee. I bought the Classico. I didn't get the Bold or the Jack or the Espresso, as they call it. And uh, I didn't I didn't get that. I just wanted to try it out really. You know, I haven't had it in forever, ever, ever. I think last time I had it, I was staying at some hotshot hotel. But I'm sure I enjoyed it then, and I definitely enjoyed it now. And I had it in French press form this weekend, and I also have it currently. I'm having it in iced form, in a filter coffee, in a filter cup. It, it, not like a French press. French press, you obviously you put in you put in the grinds at, at your discretion. You whether, whether you want them coarse or fine. And then you pour the hot water in, and then you let it sit for three to four minutes. Okay, so the grinds sit at the bottom. And this, basically, for my Twitch fans, for my Twitchers, my Twitch streamers, it basically, it's a it's a big colander, not a colander, it's like a, it's a a press. It's not even a press. What am I going to call this thing? It's a Bodum, just Bodum makes French presses as well. But you basically pour the water into the glass through a metal filter, um, and then the basically you put the filter on the top, just like you would in, in a regular coffee maker, and then you just pour the hot water in where the where the coffee sits on top of the filter, and then it slowly, and then it slowly drips the coffee into the bottom. Now maybe it's just the it, first of all the only thing uh, in the way of it to, uh, from the coffee grinds to the bottom is that actual filter. And it's it's a slow drip. And I put I must have put like 3 or 4 heaping scoops under this top of this filter. But if you want to check it out, I don't I don't know what it's called. I should have done I should have done my research, but I didn't. There's so there's the French there my opinion is there's the French press and then there's this coffee filter thingy where you pour the coffee in the top this thingy right here. See that? For for your twitchers. Um you can buy them at Best Buy, but it definitely gives a stronger Definitely gives a stronger flavor to the coffee, so you're definitely getting more bang for your for your bean. <laughs> not bad, not bad, Corso, not bad. Um, quite enjoyable. I have to admit, very very good with the whether you're using you know cheap Cafe Bustelo, which is like two ninety nine, or you're using uh, Illy's, which is a nine dollar coffee. I'm definitely checking it out with both. Quite good for the most part, and this type of coffee takes a little longer than the French press. French press is much easier. Just pour the hot water in and let it sit. Sorry, I had a vomit burp there. Ooh, that was rugged. Or this takes a little bit longer. You kind of have to wait for the the level of the water to go down in the filter before you can pour more in. It's not bad. I can't explain it to you because I'm kind of retarded today. But when am I not? Overall... Illy's coffee. So a review of Illy's coffee. Comparable. It's definitely overpriced in some way, shape, or form, but it's actually quite good. Um, and I, th- I th- because I think the the way I'm actually drinking the coffee, I think it's gonna ex- it's going to make any good coffee great, and any great coffee excellent. So overall, I'm enjoying the new coffee. So special shout out to the new. So the new adds to the studio this new way of drinking coffee. I basically just poured it in there and then I threw it in the fridge and let it turn it into iced coffee. It's delicious. A little bit of heavy cream, we're good to go. Um, I actually can't wait to dry it with a aroma Joe's whole bean. Uh, also a new addition to the Spare Parts Studios. Actually, Spare Parts Spare Parts Spare Parts Studios is going to be getting slightly upgraded. I'm going to be switching the streaming pro- uh, program over to, uh, let's see. I'm going to be switching it over from one device to a new device. I'm going to be switching over the video feed to uh, Stream Elements, which is now actually modding my channel right now because last week I was chatting with a user who's now blocked. And going forward, if you do not have an actual user icon, I will not respond to your Q&A. The user last week actually was... um, the user last week that I was talking to, I actually don't... I th- I'm i pretty sure that's a person I don't want to be speaking with. Hey, you, got, you have people in life that are just trying to drag you down. You know, the amount of shit that I do and I try to create on a weekly basis uh, really does... Matter of fact, I don't think my stream balance is even working. But I'm going to do that right now. There we go. Anyways, done. There are people that are, are going to try to drag you down and make you seem like you're doing everything the wrong way. You have to ask yourself, what the you do don't ask them, ask yourself what the fuck are they doing to better their situation instead of coming onto your channel and telling you that you're fake and that you're everything like that. Ignore those people. All right? There was a good saying, what was the saying I had today? Don't want to be criticized? Don't do anything new. Okay? You ask yourself, are you doing anything new? But if you don't want to be criticized, just don't do anything at all. At all. So, think about that. Okay? Don't want to be criticized. Don't do anything new. So, if you're going to do new shit, you're going to try new shit. You're going to try a new platform. You're going to try to be an Instagram influencer or a YouTuber or or a photographer or a stock broker or whatever. You're going to get criticized. You're going to be people asking questions. Those are the people, they're asking questions maybe to learn, but there's a lot of people that just do things to be, they're going to be doubters. They don't understand it, therefore they fear it, therefore they, they knock it down. This is a hard thing to do, running a YouTube with the business behind it and, and then t- learning how to Twitch stream and not really understanding all of it because I've been doing it for the first time. But behind all of that, I do have enough information to go on when I know how to... I Thankfully, because I know how to edit this podcast myself, I know how to edit the video stuff myself, that I have enough groundwork underneath me to actually make the shitty stuff tolerable at least to my viewpoint so when I have somebody telling me about my my past work if it was bad or not I do ask myself I was trying to portray something in a new light and all that person wants to tell me is that I'm fake you know what, you're not doing anything you don't have any f- people uh, telling you that you're fake which means you don't have any haters which means you're not doing anything new which means you just your, your opinion doesn't matter to me I have people in my life that their opinion does matter to me. That they are allowed to criticize my work. And I'm allowed to criticize their work. Okay. But I'm mostly hypercritical about what I'm doing. So unless you are a, uh, a person who actually has a, uh, an icon or somebody that I can know, that I can trust. I don't, I don't want you viewing my stuff. I don't want you asking me questions, sending me comments or information. I'm just going to completely ignore you. And I'm pretty good at ignoring people. So this is a word to people that are actually trying to do something new, that are actually going out there and they're worried that somebody at their work is going to see what they're doing or somebody in their family is going to see what they're doing or their friends. You have to ignore all of them. I hate to say it, but this is not a motivational speech. speech. This is honesty. If you are going to attempt anything new in life, you have to, Resort to the, you have to understand the reality is ignore the family, ignore your family's opinions and thoughts, ignore your friends' opinions and thoughts, ignore your workplace. If they get a hold of your question, if you have, if say if you have a job, part-time or full-time or per dam, and you're doing something like this, and then somebody at work sees it, you have to ignore them. You have to say, you know, I'm here to work, don't ask me about anything I do outside of work, and just walk away. Especially in, the, in an office environment. And I cannot trust, stress enough for anybody who's you know, between 16 and 20 and maybe they're just beginning college or they're maybe thinking about going to college but they really don't want to go. They're not really sure what they want to do. Don't go. Just don't do it. I'm telling you, don't go. And if you are in college, consider getting out and switching to something more, skill, uh, more skill-based. Just get out. You're wasting your money. I cannot stress enough that if you are in the office environment, you should be either working towards getting out Or if you're really, really young and you haven't started the office environment yet, strongly consider not doing it and starting your own thing almost immediately. Just find a hobby. It's much easier to find a hobby or trade or skill that you can just dive into and put thousands of hours worth of work into and not necessarily love it, but still be able to pound through the hours necessary because you're going to be motivated by the fact that you're just doing something completely on your own. I think so anyways. It's much harder for me. I, I, I'm a little bit older, but the fact that I'm able to do this shit myself is rewarding. Imagine if I'd done this ten years ago or twenty years ago, how much I could, how much more I could learn. The moment you stop learning is the moment you die. And I've been, I've learned more in the past five years than I have in the last thirty. And I got to tell you, if you guys have are resorting to the fact of turning eighteen, or maybe want to get into a long term relationship but you're not really sure, if you're unsure about it, don't do it. If you're a creative person, okay, if you're not a creative person, go grab that nine to five and call it a day. Okay. But if you have a strong purpose of maybe wanting to do something before when you start basically life, when you graduate high school, okay, even before you graduate high school, get your brand out there. Okay. Grab those domain names. They're cheap. It'll cost you 15 bucks to get you a domain name it'll cost you ten dollars to get a website and a camera will make and a camera is cheap okay for a perfect example uh, my sister uh, we gave me I got a new addition to the spare parts Empire this is a I normally shoot with a Sony alpha that's my primary go-to 1080p 60 frames per second this is my new backup I have other backups I have a Sony handycam 1080p 60 frames per second I have GoPros I have um, other cameras I got a waterproof camera this is my new backup. This is a Nikon D3100, 1080p, 24 frames per second. Okay, with two with two uh, with a fifteen with an 18 by 55 millimeter lens and a also a 55 to 200 millimeter lens. I I have to go out and do a field test with it to see if I can do speed photography with it. But for the most part, this is going to be a camera that I can possibly use for Twitch streaming. It can be a, it's going to be a backup camera for when I'm out there and for some reason my camera overheats or fails or what have you. I have this backup camera now. However, both of these cameras are relatively inexpensive. So I talked about you can get a, you can get a website for about, 15, for about 10 bucks a month. Squarespace website. Very, very good. And you can build it yourself very, very easily. Okay, you can get a domain name for $10. Now you need a camera. You can use your phone. You can use your phone. But if you specifically want to get a camera that you can learn to do testing work and with and all that other shit, whether it's going to be photography or videography, you can go get a cheap camera. You can buy one of these Nikon D3100s with an 18 by 55 mm lens, which actually isn't that bad, for 150 bucks, You can go and get one of those uh, Sony Alphas. I have the NEX5T which actually is two more megapixels than this D3100. You can go pick one of those up for 180 bucks. You can get the older versions of it for about 130 So now you're shooting in 1080 with a decent amount of frames. You can do photography with both those cameras. Very, very good photography, mind, mind you. And accessories are cheap. So for a few hundred bucks, you can start a business. You can start a blog, you can start a vlog, you can start a YouTube channel, Instagram, whatever, what have you, a Twitch network. You can do it all for cheap. This will allow you to quite possibly bypass going into the office life, going into manual labor, spending all your time in college. If you're going to be a lawyer or a doctor, okay. There are always exceptions to the rule. But I got to tell you, right now with the way life is, if you can start early enough, you can build a brand where you'll never have to work for anybody ever again. If you're a comedian, you're looking to be a comedian, starting out a comedian, you want to tape your sets, you want to start a podcast, you want to document your, your, your road dog sessions when you're out road dogging it, this is, you can do the same thing. You can literally podcast from your hotel room. You can Twitch stream from all, you can stream from all of your gigs. You can edit it with a a simple editing app just on your phone. Or a cheap one that you can do right on your computer. It's all cheap, it's all inexpensive. You can buy older versions of Cyberlink PowerDirector for 20 bucks. You don't need an expensive computer to run them. You can literally go out there and buy like an i5 or an i7 for under $200 if you look good enough. i5 definitely. I-7 if you look hard enough, like I said. You don't need to be buying these expensive products. You don't have to resort to a life of would've, could've, and should've. There was something I said to a friend of mine, actually, to, uh, the other day. I'm going to pull it up to you right now. It's a good friend of mine. Um, let me see here. Pull that up. Okay. Okay. I said specifically because of the outrage culture out there right now. Twitter is no place for civilized people. It will only precook a reality that leads to anger without knowledge, accusations without evidence, and decisions without understanding the choices. You're not going to gain any knowledge or any purpose by going to college or going to an office or doing manual labor. They may gain you some discipline, decorum, slightly, but the longer you stay in it, the less likely you are the more likely you are to lose your soul, your purpose in life. His response that "You should replace Twitter with social media. In a way, he's kind of right. But I wanted to focus on Twitter because I replied back, social media may be the state where civil discourse and learning begins to fail. But Twitter, I believe, is the mind riot seems to snowball faster and more uncontrollably. Words spread faster. Groups begin to gather quickly and angrily. Its end seems less likely to dissipate but explode. The reason I say that is social media is people spend more time in an office on social media than anybody else. You think an Instagram influencer is spending all their time on social media? Go to an office and see what those workers are doing. People at home when they get home at night and they're watching Netflix or Hulu or Amazon Prime, Watch them scroll on their cell phones mindlessly through the through the random amount of stuff. Or trolling on Twitter, going crazy on Twitter and getting outraged and signing all kinds of crazy petitions. Or looking desperately for that lost love in a, in a, in a, in a swipe left fest on Tinder. Making all the wrong decisions for all the wrong places with all the wrong people. And getting themselves in the situations that they financially or family-wise can't get themselves out of. They're no longer communicating to people in a humanly, in a human way, but through these secondary programs of communication like Twitter and Facebook chat and text message. That's not a conversation. That's a game of telephone. What you meant to say is not properly portrayed. They don't see your face. They don't hear your voice. They don't understand your context. It can get confused very quickly. You're not going to learn that in college. You're not going to learn that properly in an office. Because everybody in an office has always something to say about the other person and never about themselves. They're always looking to one up. You can't trust people like that. His response was, (laughs) was that a modern version of Langston Hughes in Harlem? Langston Hughes was a poet. Well, overall, it depends on the size of the dream... Depends on the individual. Also depends if the dream is deferred. You can look it up. Langston Hughes, Harlem. Depends if the dream. If a dream is deferred, as he states, or if the dream is abandoned. He talks about if a grape dries up like a raisin, such as if a dream is a deferred or abandoned. You can defer a grape, but a whole vine or an orchard? I don't think so. I don't think you can do that. Dreams are for children. But it's the job of an adult to turn those dreams into a reality. So by the time you're 18, you need to make those dreams a reality. You take those dreams and you write them down as a child. You draw them. You paint them. As an adult, it's your job to execute those dreams. Not drag them into an office to, let, to watch them die. To watch your dreams die to fake laugh, to fake smile. It's a horrible way to live your life. And if you are 30, 40, 50, and you are in an office, and you think there's no way out, and there's no way of l- not learning, and you're, you think that, well, I should just stick it out, I got news for you. You were dead fucking wrong in that thought. And you'll always be wrong in that thought. You may not be the most creative person in the world. You may not even be a creative person at all. But you still have a chance to do something great. You can start something at any age. And it's better to start something when you're near the end than to give up and allow that end to be that, just what it is. The moment you give up on all your dreams is the moment you truly die. I'd rather start this in 80 at 80 than to never do it at all. At least I'm trying. And I don't need fucking haters on my Twitch stream telling me that I'm doing something that's fake. When I spent all my time running through the middle of the night in New York City trying to portray some type of thought, the anxiety that just running around knowing that I had no time, no money, no energy, and yet I would still walk from Battery Park to 50th Street Just trying to capture moments that would allow me to portray the anxiety that was week 100. After 99 weeks of trying to put this nightmare together, this craziness together. I don't need people telling me it seems fake or it looks fake. It's exactly what it was. Exhausting and relieving. The old saying goes, you think you can do better? Go out and do it. But me wasting my verbals with them is exactly what it is. It's a waste of my time. It's a waste of my viewers' time, who see me as a newborn in the YouTube world, or in the podcast world, an infant in the community of people who are actually looking for talents by looking for talents of mine who are willing to pay or associate themselves with it, regardless of whether my, of my personal political, or religious beliefs. They want somebody with a little dirt under their nails. They want somebody who's seen it all and done it all and attempted everything. They want that. And they aren't afraid to take a little heat to acquire it, to be associated with it. I have all this gear, and I know and I know what to do with at least some of it. And I keep looking to upgrade it. And sometimes the, thing, the, the events I try, they're a flop. I guess what I'm trying to get at is... I have all this stuff now. I didn't two years ago. Three years ago. I started all this with a little tiny camera. little point and shoot. Now I've got two fully active cameras. Mirrorless and a DSLR. And I'm looking to get a third. That will be replacing my alpha. You know, started this with no cash. Killed my first drone. Currently my second one's under is going to be under repair. But it will be fixed by the end of the week. Okay? Pelican 2 just took its first damage. But I'll fix it. I had a little fall when I was hiking this weekend. Broke the camera. That's okay. I have the opportunity to replace the camera tomorrow. It'll be fully operational by this weekend. Be back up and running. Ready for the next event. Which will be in a week from now. With a non-profit organization that I've grown close with. Love the family. And they trust my ability to put out a product that is palatable to who they're catering to. So I have the capacity to do that. Couldn't do that three years ago. Some people took a chance on me and it paid off. The people of the immigrants of South Sudan, I've worked with them. That paid off. The other people that I've done random work for, the other contracts I have coming up, the ability to sit down here after crazy days and just sit down and get after it, if only for an hour. I wish I could do this every day. I'm not that good. At least not yet. But I can sit down through the and through these sloppy, sloppily written notes. I can tell you, you know, easily that, hey, this is what I did. Here's the articles I'm looking at. Let's get to it. Here are my thoughts and create something. Maybe not do. Maybe not brand new. Excuse me, but maybe something a little bit different, or something that's my story. That's. If it's not nothing, it's original because it's my story. It's my thoughts. It's incomplete. Just like me. I am an incomplete trickster. All right? I'm a jester. I'm a comedian. I'm a fool. But I'm working on it. That's the whole point. You start something new. That's what Jordan Peterson says. You're a fool when you start something new. And I loved... And every time... I hit record for the podcast and the Twitch stream or when I'm out doing a vlog, I'm starting something new every time. And that discipline and that that repetition of starting something new gains me some respect. But the fact is is that 90% of people just don't care. That's life. If you're a comedian, 90% of people don't care or they don't know who you are. There are 10% of them that do want to see you fail because of their own shortcomings in life and their own laziness and they just want to see other people fail because that makes them feel good I guess in some way shape or form I won't tolerate it I don't need to I've got other stuff planned I've got better things to be doing I don't need to be sitting here wasting 25 minutes on a podcast or maybe I do because sometimes people don't just get the fucking hint You can be doing so much more with your life. But if you're going to get in other people's way, and if you're not going to do anything with your life, then your life is not worth anything to anybody's. You're better off just going and running into traffic. Make sure they don't miss. There's a lot of great things out there that you can explore in your own little tiny neighborhood. There are dreams and thoughts floating in the air everywhere you go with everything you do. The only thing that you need to do is to have some of the gear to capture it and the balls to hit record. You start there, the potential will only build. You will be able to do so much more. That's my advice to all of you. Because I may fail, but you may succeed. So go out there with your cheap gear at a very young age. A couple hundred bucks. That's all it would take. Hell, if I would have invested money in Apple when I was graduating high school, I'd have a couple hundred thousand dollars in the bank right now. But I don't. But I'm here now and I'm doing this and I feel better every time I do it. So that's what I want to relay to you. Start logging your dreams early and start pursuing them immediately after. Try them all. You'll regret it if you don't. You can hit me up on all social media. You can find me on YouTube. On YouTube, I just posted a video this weekend. Uh, it, was reg- it was posted at 5 a.m. on Father's Day. It was regarding Father's Day. And uh, I hope you all go and check it out. It was uh, arguably some of my best work. It was basically all original. All the video shot was mine the poetry was mine except for the first two verses but the poetry itself was mine completely mine all original um show it to your dads if you ha- if you haven't had a chance i think they'll really appreciate it even though it'll be a few days late uh as far at te- technically a tech from a technical standpoint it was one of the best vlogs i've done Cinematography is one of the best vlogs I've done. Very few, very few errors. Thank Christ for coffee. (laughs) I need it. Sometimes you just need that little extra caffeine, you know? So, um, yeah, the new camera. New camera was great. Got that this weekend. Somebody wasn't using it, so I went ahead and grabbed it. This will be a good camera to use for a backup, and I'll have this with me whenever I'm going to other events. It's a smaller DSLR uh, from the from the 3000 series for Nikon. It will do the job. It won't give me the slow-mo, but it does have image stabilization, and it does shoot in the format that I like. So, uh, yeah, I think it's going to do very well. And for long-distance shots, I have the 55 to 200 millimeter lens, which means it's going to help me a lot on the drift track if I'm shooting from far away. Definitely going to help me there. So that's actually a really good thing. So I was going to do the AMA uh, Plum Island Airport uh, event this weekend, but I would I bailed on it because one of the flyers was not going to be there. He was up at Bike Week, and I got a lot of um, temptation to. I was told numerous times I had to come up go and shoot up there. So I went to shoot Bike Week. Bike Week is a an event that happens once a year. It's supposed to be a week long. It happens in this place called Where's Beach and it's supposed to, you know, thousands and thousands and thousands of bikers go up there and it's supposed to be a shit show and if you bring a video camera, you can only imagine what you see. But what I got out of it was almost nothing. It wasn't even worth shooting at all. It just, it's a shell of what it used to be. I mean, what it used to be was titty flop and tire screeching, you know, biker fighting mayhem. And now it's basically nothing more than, you know, T-shirts and overpriced leather baggies for your motorcycle and, you know, shitty 70s rock bands. Nobody fucking cares, you know. So it's completely pointless to even go. They shut down traffic to the whole Wears Beach and it's just dumb. It's just a bunch of dudes with opened-up baffles in their motorcycles, and that's it. There's absolutely, I mean, unless you're a fan of, like, motorcycles and you like checking out the artistry that's in motorcycles, Bike Week's dead, in my opinion. It's not what it used to be. It's completely pointless. But since I was up there, I figured I'd spend time with family, and I went hiking. Went to the top of a place called Gunstock, uh, it was nice up there. Got to fly my drone. Uh, I almost crashed it into Gunstock Mountain. I do have video of that, though. Uh, on the way down, though, I did slip and fall. And uh, Pelican 2 was on my back when I fell. I didn't know until I got back Monday night that the camera, I had ruptured the gimbal on my camera. The gimbal, if you don't know, is basically a little stabilization rods that, and platform that the camera sits on. And I basically broke that into like two pieces, including the wiring. So I immediately went and ordered a new one. Uh, if you don't know what they cost, basically to buy a DJ, to buy a a pro version of a DJI Phantom, it'll cost you about five to six hundred dollars. To buy the camera with the gimbal setup on it from a trusted DJI source, that'll cost you three hundred (laughs) bucks too. So I basically went and bought a, for that money, I could have went and got a DJI Spark and I would have a second drone. But instead, I, I right now have a, a drone that can fly, but doesn't have a camera on it. But thankfully, the new camera will arrive tomorrow. It's a, 4K 10, uh, it's a it's a 4k 30 frame per second camera. So it'll be a beautiful camera. It'll basically the drone will be back to normal and ready for flight by this weekend. I think I'm going to give now as far as drones go, how long should they remain in service is a good question. I don't know. I think maybe another year or two with this drone. Because if a motor if a motor goes out, the thing could crash. How many, how many parts do I want to, you know, replace on it? This drone could definitely be in service for another two years, but I don't know how its reliability is going to be after that. But I'm going to continue to fly it. You know, it, it's at the end of the day, it is a hard plastic, so it should be okay. So as long as the electronics work inside of it, I'll run it for another year or two before I before I retire it. I would like to successfully retire this drone. Pelican Two has been with me since uh september of 2017 it's been a very good bird it's got a zero crash rating uh still till that till today just had a minor incident where it was on my back but it's never crashed uh it's never flown away never had any issues with it it's been a good bird i look forward to keeping it in the family for uh, a couple more years and then i'm just going to retire it i'm not going to sell it there's no point in selling it uh as far as Um, am I going to get an additional bird? Down the road, yes. I think when September hits, depending upon how everything goes, I'm probably going to look into getting a new bird in the family. I'm just not sure what kind. I personally would like to get something really small. I don't know if Mavics are ever going to be on sale anytime soon, but I wouldn't mind getting like a little DJI Spark. If you go and look online, look for DJI Sparks, I'm just pouring myself a new iced coffee. Oh my God, look at that freaking deliciousness oh this is going to get me so fucking jacked up that is a lot of caffeine. <laughs> wow that is nuts dude um so yeah i'm thinking a dji spark unless mavics drop significantly in price which i don't think they're gonna because you can still buy a dji phantom 3 professional for a crazy amount of money like six hundred dollars where a Mavic will cost you about seven, but a Spark will get you to, will get me to shoot in 1080 at 30 frames per second. Okay, battery life. I'll definitely need to get multiple batteries, but I can take it with me wherever I go. I don't have to necessarily bring Pelican Two with me because Pelican Tools Two is a big bag, and I can fly that baby when I'm on vacation. So I think that'd be a good way to go. Little Spark for 300 bucks, and boom, I'm ready to rock and roll. Hmm. His coffee's fantastic. So, yeah, that was that. So I didn't do anything with Bike Week. I do feel bad for bolting and taking a chance on Bike Week and not doing the Plum Island event. Um, so I do need to make it up to them and uh, attend another event. I'm going to reach out to Johnny Yaz and find out what next, what event he's going to be shooting on a Saturday for a for a RC plane thing and make sure I attend that. Uh, I hope it's before October, which was Jettoberfest. I would like to do one before then, uh, for those guys. Uh, I get, you know, I do have to research the music again. I was doing, a, I do a lot of re- music research. That's kind of what makes me good, is uh, researching music for particular uh, vlogs that I'm going to do. But as far as the bike week, yeah, bike week was a total flop. I wouldn't waste my time. The drone will be back up and running by tomorrow night, as long as the. It's really just a couple, couple wires. You just plug them back in. You uh, clip the you clip the gimbal to it, and then boom, the drone's good to go. I already tested the battery system; looks operational. I'll test flight tomorrow night, uh, and then I'll be back. I'll be back at it. I got a couple events coming up, though. And like the Father's Day video, I'm actually glad that I got. I'm getting a chance to pursue the projects that I have written on the whiteboard. Projects that are concepts that I've come up with. Original content. Original content. Don't get me wrong, I love doing the charity events and the drifting events and all that stuff. That's I get a lot of creativity out of that. But the original concepts are what I truly enjoy. Okay? And though, because I see real improvement in those concepts from each time I do one. Some are good, some are not. But I love doing those. So if you have other ideas, hit me up positive sarcasm at anyways so yeah I milked that um, it's about 30 39 minutes so thank you for the new gear the new coffee thingy is fantastic they're cheap it's one of those filter coffee thingies it's like 20 bucks it's by Bodum anyways um let's get some I wanted to get to some articles this week also if you are going to be traveling uh, let me get to this first article. This is about uh, you know if you do travel a lot or you want to go to like I don't know just any anything or anywhere. If you're if you like getting on planes, I do recommend getting uh, pre check stuff like TSA pre check or clear. If you are going to be tra- if you do travel more than shit, even if you travel only once a year, I recommend getting a TSA pre check. Now there's TSA pre check, there's global entry, and there's clear. So if it depends on whether or not you have a passport. This is new, they actually compared from CNET.com by Matt Elliott. He compares TSA pre check, global entry, and clear. It's great because you can avoid all the you can avoid the large lines, because depending, like if I'm traveling from my airport, my airports generally don't have long wait times. Uh, long lines. So what's the benefit to me if they don't have long lines and I can kinda zip through? Number one, I don't have to take off my belt. Number two, I don't have to take off my shoes. Number three, I don't have to open my bags. Okay that's less shit that I have to do when I'm on the conveyor belt. Now, as far as now, as far as TSA pre-check that cost me $85, but that's for five years. Okay. And you have to go to like your local airport, whatever security, and they take your money and then they process you. But I was in and out in 15 minutes and I was approved a few days later. So as far as standing along lines there, let's see, here's the services. TSA PreCheck, $85 for five years. Over 200 airports, you sign up at the TSA. Global entry, 100 bucks for five years. 200 airports, you sign up at CBP, which is a private company. Clear is $179 a year. At 30, over 30 airports, you sign up at Clear. Clear, I think, is for if you have a passport. Now, they recommend global entry as the best overall option. Here's why. One CNET writer called it the best hundred dollars I ever spent, and it's the first time. If the, the first time you use it, you'll agree. Well, why do you ask? Uh, global fen- global, uh, global Entry folds in all of the advantages of TSA Pre, much faster and less invasive TSA security checks, and adds an express line through customs and immigration on your way back to the U.S. from international destinations. If you have a passport, this is the one to get. TSA Pre is the best option if you don't have a passport. If you only travel domestically, TSA Pre will make flying a far less onerous process. What's onerous? But if you take even one international trip in the next five years, you'll kick yourself if you don't pay the $15 extra for global entry. We don't recommend Clear at its current price. The best price of Clear just feels prohibitive. It's almost $200 a year, 200 a year, 200 a year versus just 20 bucks for global entry. And that membership fee doesn't buy you the quicker TSA security check. And you're probably still going to invest in Global Entry or TSA Pre anyways. Without a price drop or an expanded service tier, Clear just doesn't seem to be worth it. However, Clear Sports is worthwhile for sports fans and concert goers in certain cities. Why do you ask? Well, I don't know. Let's find out. This doesn't really have anything to do with airports or traveling. But the free tier of Clear, called Clear Sports, Expedited entry into 16 stadiums around the country. If you live in one of these cities which is offered and you're okay with the company, clear having uh, if you're okay with clear having your biometric data, this free service is worth checking out. And as you might expect, if you're a real stickler for privacy, you uh, might want to skip all of these. Okay. Well, that's a good question, actually. Because, yeah, you do have to register with either private companies or with the federal government. But the federal government already has your information. Okay. And you may want to know, and believe me, if you have a good record, like a really good record, like you weren't registered as some type of freaking blacklisted as a fucking terrorist or something like that, you'll get a, you'll get promoted for TSA PreCheck. And if not, you'll definitely want to investigate why. But as far as TSA PreCheck, with more than 7 million members, TSA PreCheck is the most popular of the expedited airport security programs. It's run by the TSA, T- T- you know, Transportation Security Administration. Let's you use special TSA pre-check line at the airport instead of fighting your way through main security checkpoint with everyone else. In addition to the shorter line, the screening itself is expedited because you don't need to remove your shoes or your laptop, among other items. You don't have to remove your laptop. That's a good one. When going through TSA, pre-check, blah, blah, blah. According to TSA, 92% of TSA pre-check members waited less than five minutes this past May. Uh, that, in my opinion, is accurate. Because I've seen lines that, like, other airports like maybe Fort Lauderdale or Atlanta. Fuck that. So if you don't have a passport, TSA PreCheck is the one to do. 85 bucks for 5 years. That's worth it. That's just a little bit more than a driver's license in my state. Now, the other one is Global Entry. I'm curious about this one. So once you've been approved and paid your $85, you get a known traveler number, a KTN. You want to input that in every time you book a flight. Before you confirm your reservation, you have to put your KTN in. Otherwise, you're going to get you can remove yourself from line. You'll have to go back to the front of the the front of the airport, and they have to put your KTN there. They may not allow you to either. I don't know which company. I know Southwest does it. Good for them. But when you book any flight, you have to put in your KTN number. They'll send you a letter in the mail, and you also have your email. And that allows, and it'll say, Kate, okay, it'll have your your TSA pre-check certification right on your, uh, on your airplane ticket. And then off you go. Global entry is like a no-brainer if you like the idea of TSA pre-check and travel internationally. Run by the U.S. Customs and Border Protection, this program includes TSA pre-check and adds the ability to get through customs more quickly when entering the U.S. from travel abroad. Who is it for? International travel is going by land, air, or sea. To be eligible, you need to be a U.S. citizen, a lawful permanent resident, or a citizen of the Following countries, Argentina, good ru- good wine, good peanuts. Colombia, good coffee. Germany, good sausage. India, good curry. Panama, they got a good canal. Singapore, good lady boys. South Korea, mukbang. Switzerland, great chocolate. Taiwan, karate? Yeah, or the U.K.? good for nothing kids will need their own global entry membership at the same cost as adults what does it do let's just get the long lines at customs along with the paperwork and the awkward interview with the customs agent when returning to u.s in place of an of that unpleasant process global entry members can skip to customs by using a self-service kiosk Ooh. and on exit from the u.s global entry also includes tsa pre-check to get you through the airport security faster. that is great where can i use it Dozens of airports, Guam, Saipan, Puerto Rico, uh, blah, 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 blah. Global entry costs $100 for five years. Only $3 more per year than TSA pre-check. $3 more, huh? Whatever. Okay, so, and then Clear uh, is a private company, not the government. Jump in front of the main security line the TSA pre-check line at the airport instead of waiting in line to show your ID, blah, blah, blah. blah. Okay, so... Uh, clear lets you skip the airport security line, but you still need to go through the regular security screening. It saves you from needing to present your ID and boarding pass to the TSA agent after standing in security line to do so. Instead, you use a clear kiosk to scan your iris and your fingerprints before clear employee then escorts you directly to the front of the line for security screening. You'll need to take off your shoes and belt and remove your laptop and liquids from your carry-on, unless you also have a TSA pre-check that expedites the screening process. Jesus Christ. And it's fucking $200? Pass. Uh, don't get me wrong, the skipping the thing to get to the kiosk, the front of the kiosk, okay, that's cool, but you know what? I'm good. I personally, okay, if you're an international traveler, in my opinion, you want to get global entry. If you're doing things across the U.S., all go for TSA pre-check. You have to get TSA pre-check, okay? You have to. It's not, that's not expensive. Especially if you got kids. Especially if you've got kids. Anyways, that's enough of that. Um, let's see. The next article I want to get to. Um, and also, if you want to follow along, you go to twitch.tv slash positive sarcasm one. I'm, I'm twitched. I, I stream uh, every podcast live on here. If I was doing interviews, I'd stream those as well. Anyways, this is uh, regarding Apple. I know there's been a lot of movement in the economy with regards to tariffs and exports and all that other jazz. This one is by Reuters, Reuters.com. Uh, by let's see, it's listed as a four-minute read. Well, that's good. Okay, Apple has uh, Apple explores moving 15 to 30 percent of its production capacity from China. Apple Inc. has has asked its how's my how's my dime doing? We're at 49. We're at 49 minutes. Okay. Apple has asked its major suppliers to assess the cost implications of moving 15 to 30% of their production company from China to Southeast Asia as it prepares for restructuring of its supply chain, according to the Nikkei Asian Review report on Wednesday. Let's see. Apple's request was a result of the extended Sino-Sino-US trade dispute, but a trade resolution will not lead to a change in the company's decision, citing multiple sources. The iPhone maker... Has decided to do, has decided the risks of depending heavily on manufacturing in China are too great and even rising it said earlier this month credit rating agency Fitch said it's uh, it views Apple Dell Technologies Incorporated and Hewlett Packard Inc as potential blacklist can- candidates if China blacklists US companies in retaliation for restrictions on Huawei yeah um, yeah because the Chinese government has its hands in every company that China that's in China including, like, Huawei, basically. Uh, There's articles out there that you can read about it. And if you're a fan of the Joe Rogan podcast, they've talked about it numerous times. Key iPhone assemblers, Foxconn, Pegatron Corp, Wistron Corp, and major MacBook maker, blah, 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 Quanta computer, iPad maker, Corp blah, 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 all these makers have been asked to evaluate options outside of China. The countries being considered include Mexico, India, Vietnam, Indonesia, Malaysia, India, and Vietnam. Did I say India twice? They said India twice. Come on, guys. Get it together. The countries being considered include Mexico, India, Vietnam, Indonesia, and Malaysia. Oh, okay. They didn't. My bad. I'm sorry. That's on me. India and Vietnam are among the favorites for smartphones, citing sources who did not want to be identified as discussions are private. Last week, Foxconn said that it had enough capacity outside of China to meet Apple's demand in the American market if China needed to adjust its product lines. Production lines, as U.S. President Donald Trump threatened to slap further 300 billion dollar transfer tariffs on Chinese goods, and yeah, um, I try not to buy directly from China, but then again, if you're buying electronics, chances are they're coming from China. That's just the reality of it. All the internal parts in your cell phones are more than likely Chinese, if not South Korean or Taiwanese. Uh, okay, blah 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 blah. Analysts at what's see. Nope, don't care about that one. Analysts at Wedbush Security said in a best case scenario, Apple would be able to move five to seven percent of its iPhone production likely to India in the next twelve to eighteen months. Hey, that's fantastic. Given the complexity of the logistics involved, brokerage said it would take at least two to three years to move fifteen percent of iPhone productions from China to other regions. We believe this is all a poker game and Apple would not diversify production out of China oversight China overnight. And certainly a long-term U.S.-China trade deal is key for Cook & Co. company to sleep well at night. China is a key market for blah, 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 blah. Early in Trump, met with Apple chief executive Tim Cook, Tim Apple, to discuss trade and other hot-button issues facing the tech company as Trump deliberates whether to make a good in his threat to hike tariffs on imports from China. Yeah. So there's that. Is China a threat as far as electronics and spying goes? Yes. For what reason? I don't know. But let's face it. Every cell phone that you have, every piece of product that you have, every piece of technology that you have, it comes from that area. So their concerns are legit. Because when a company like Huawei, which is like the number two ma- cell phone maker in the, in the world, uh, the Chinese government has their hands in everything. So if they want access to something and it's and it's got chinese parts in it or it's made by a chinese company or it's run by a chinese or managed by or surveyed by a chinese company they're going to be able to have access to it no no doubt about it and they're having this huge issue right now with Hong Kong when they're trying to ex- they're trying to pass a bill to extradite people and you can go check that out there's a huge issue with that right now but you can go check that out there's a you go to Philip DeFranco. On YouTube and he has a very good he did a very good uh, couple segments on that so you may want to check that out so I mean honestly I I don't know about tariffs and everything like that but I can tell you that much if we don't have to have these products being made in China and we can have them made elsewhere I recommend it Um, because it's gonna help those countries that are trying to move from third world status to developing nation and if they can get contracts with American companies American based companies, I think it's worth it. I'm perfectly fine with that. We should do one more article and then we should probably close up shop for the day. Uh, let's see. Let's do this one. This is going to be a quickie. Also on CNET, I didn't do anything from, uh, forgive me, I didn't do anything from Rogue Rocket this week. So, uh oh. Did I just lose cell phone? No, I didn't lose cell phone. I hope I didn't lose live stream. I think my live stream just went down. No, we're still live. Anyways, I don't think so. Anyways, moving on. Avengers Head, this is by CNET, uh, by Aaron Carson. Marvel, uh, Avengers Ed, was that me? Whatever. Looks like I'm, yeah, I'm streaming. Doesn't matter. Hasn't crashed. This is by Aaron Carson of CNET. Avengers Ed Game is headed back to theaters with new footage. Oh my God. They just, they just begging to fucking beat, beat everybody's record. Can Marvel Studio Kevin President Kevin Fage con- confirm the re-release? All right. It's heading back to theaters. Uh, according to Comic book, uh, in an interview with ComicBooks.com, Marvel Studio President Kevin Fage said the re-release movie would also include new footage. I don't know if it's been announced, and I don't know how much. But, yeah, we're doing it. Oh, yeah, I did go down. Shit. What happened, yo? Oh, because my fucking internet went down. All right. Well my apologies or actually hold on, you know what? Screw it. We'll do this. Uh, let's scroll down. Oh so life. Alright, let's do that. And let's go up, go live, and start streaming. Yeah, that should solve that problem. Or not. Uh,
1: there we go.
0: Three, two. One, all right. Let's finish strong. Let's finish strong. All right. In a separate interview with Screenrant, cafe said it won't be an extended cut, but rather, if you stay and watch the movie, uh, Sick Avengers Endgame, after the credits, there'll be deleted scene, a little tribute, and a few surprises. Marvel didn't immediately respond to a request for comment. Avengers Endgame, which came out in April, broke off box office records and became the number two movie of all time in the U.S. in terms of ticket sales. As of June, it earned more than $831 million domestically and more than $2.7 billion worldwide. The last figure puts Endgame shy of Avatar's record of $2.8 billion worldwide. This re-release could help Endgame close the gap. Now, for the record, if you think that's cheating, Avatar did the same thing. Avatar made about $740-something million something 1000000 dollars and then did a re-release in theaters and made over $760 million domestically, plus whatever they did uh, globally. So they tacked on as well. So Avatar did the same thing, even though they were already number one, whereas Avengers Endgame is not uh, domestically. Avengers Endgame domestically is number two. Only thing ahead of it, actually, um, is Star Wars Episode Seven, The Force Awakens. That's it. That's the only movie ahead of it domestically. Uh, worldwide, it's Avatar. 2.78 billion. Now, with a re release, with a re release, uh, actually, get it at uh, Endgame. Yeah, 2.8 billion. This release can help close the gap. This movie followed 2008's Avengers Infinity War and largely wrapped the last Decade or so re release. Comes in a few weeks before Marvel's next entry. So they're releasing it next week. Okay. Right now, according to Box Office Mojo. It's at 830 million dollars. Avengers: End Games, 830 million. A Star Wars: The Force Awakens is sitting at around 920 million, 930 million dollars, 936 million dollars domestically as number one. Number two is not even close. So in order for it to be the number one in all categories, it has to pa- It has to make. If it's at 830, it needs to make an additional. Let me check out. Let me click on B O X. Box Office Mojo. So boxofficemojo.com you click on all time you go to Star Wars the So to be the number one movie all time domestically it has to beat Star Wars The Force Awakens which is at 936. So it has to make an additional 100 million dollars domestically. I don't know if it's going to be able to do that. It Maybe will make like another 20 or 30 I think. I could be wrong. This is Marvel we're talking about. Worldwide it just needs to make about sixty million, basically, yeah. yeah. So, two point seven four four billion against Avatar's two point seven eight eight. So, forty billion dollars, forty million dollars makes it number one globally. hundred million dollars makes it number one domestically. So that's all it needs to do in order to become the top king movie of all time. One re-release, and that's it. So it doesn't even have to be re-released globally. It literally just needs to make $100 million domestically in the United States and it'll be the number one movie in all categories. But did you know, actually, if you you adjust for inflation, the number one movie of all time, if you adjust it for inflation, the number one movie, period, it'd be Gone with the Wind. Gone with the Wind would be, if, it, if you adjusted the gross for tech, ticket price inflation, uh, domestically, or whatever, it would be $1.8 billion. That's a lot of cash, yo. Wait. Yeah. $1,822,598,200. Star Wars, the original, would be w- adjusted for inflation, $1.6 billion. That's pretty crazy. So, I mean, if you compare it with today's money, No. But just overall ticket price inflation, Gone with the Wind, beats Star Wars, the original Star Wars, 1977, by $200 million. Over $200 million. And the other movies don't even come close. For ticket price inflation, Star Wars The Force Awakens comes in at number 11 at $974 million. doesn't even break the billion mark. So ticket price inflation is definitely a big deal when you want to think about it. Because back in the day, you saw the movie in, in theater. That was it. There was no VHS, there was no Super 8, there was no DVD, there was no fucking Blu-ray. There was no Netflix. It was just you saw it in the theater. But you didn't see it at all. That was it. You saw it in theater and you were done. So people would go and see it, they had to see it in theater, and then they would go back and see it again. But that was the that was your only options with Gone with the Wind. Star Wars not so Star Wars kind of the same thing. You'd go back and see it multiple times. But then 10 years later, you could see it like on cassette. But back then, VHSs, When did VHSs come out? Early 80s? I'm an 80s baby, so... But as far as we'll see, Sound of Music, 1965, no, v- no VHS. You had to see it in theaters. Gone with the Wind, no VHS. Had to see it in theaters. Uh, Ten Commandments, 1.18 billion... 1.1 billion... Inflation, had to see it in theaters. Same thing with Dr. Shivago The Exorcist, Snow White and the Seven Dwarves, which was $982 million, adjusted for infl- inflation. So, when you think about it, yeah. <laughs> Gone with the Wind, you had to see it in theaters, you were done. 1939, that was it, that was your only option. Crazy, right? Huh. A lot of caffeine towards the end. I think we're gonna wrap it up here I did uh, let's see so we talked about TSA, uh, TSA pre-check versus clear versus uh, global entry talked about Apple how they may be moving um, which is kind of a good thing it'll make the market more competitive you know obviously if you don't like a place where you're having the product made go move somewhere else so we talked about Apple exploring moving all their pro uh, their pro their production or not all of it but like 15 to 30 uh, percent we talked about uh, creativity in the very beginning I had a 30 minute rant not really a rant but more of a, a just a, a talk a nice little chat and yeah we ended with uh, box office stuff avengers endgame and that was pretty much it so i coming up in about an hour if you have more questions or comments about co- about the coffee i'm drinking how it's being made gear how to save money on product or just anything in general You can hit me up uh, at positive sarcasm at outlook.com or you can just, you can just contact me through my website, positive sarcasm.com. You want to check out my YouTube channel, go to youtube.com, type in positive sarcasm. I pop right up. Subscribe, like, and share on my YouTube channel. Please. Definitely check out my stuff. Give it a thumbs up. Got a lot of hater. I had a hater party back in the day. They all went and thumbs down all my videos. Fucking losers. Um... And you can check me out, check me out on my Twitch stream, Twitch.tv/slash Positive Sarcasm One. I Twitch stream my podcast every single week, usually on a Wednesday uh, in the afternoon. You can find my uh, you can find me on you know most social media, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, Minds, Minds.com, Positive Sarcasm. You can uh, download my or stream my podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play Music, uh, Podcast Addict. It's available to everybody. Like and subscribe and share that. If you want to be a guest in the pod- podcast or just a random contributor, you can stop by the Positive Sarcasm Spare Parts Studios. Thank you for all the new spare parts lately. Uh, speaking of spare parts, I can't wait to get Pelican 2 back in the air. Oops. So, uh, yeah. Had a lot of fun. I'm glad I got another week in the books. This is my 73rd, 72nd, 73rd podcast. By the end, of, I can't wait to remake uh, Week 100. I should have a fucking party. So this will be the fifth year of, posi- of the website PositiveSarcasm.com. The fifth year of positive Sarcasm.com and the one 100- hundred the year of the 100th episode, I think. We got 73rd and we got 23 weeks left to go. Yeah, towards the end of this year, it should be my 100th episode. So cool. Also, I recommend if you guys are looking for some TV to watch, uh, there's a Hulu series called Letterkenny. Kenny. You want to go check that out if you're into some dry, weird, uh, fast-paced humor. And uh, that's week. Bike week was a flop. Hurt my drone. It'll be back soon enough. Sorry, about, sorry to the guys who were at the Plum Island Airport doing the RC planes. I will be back soon enough to uh, get some decent video and pictures for you guys. And remember, if you don't want to be criticized, don't do anything new. That's an opposite. You know, you should do new things. And fuck the critics. Anyways, you can like, subscribe, share. If you guys have any questions, hit me up. Thank you guys for listening, watching, and supporting. Be sure to drink plenty of coffee. I will talk to you all next week, live from the Bear Parts studios. This has been a Positive Sarcasm presentation. To support this podcast, go to positivesarcasm.com slash donate. Any amount is appreciated. Once again positive slash donate.